The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Thank you again for joining me. I have so many exciting questions about this project that was announced this week that there's a vision and a want for a $10 million, $100 million actually, stadium that would hold 10,000 fans for Union Omaha and beyond. Why is this expansion so important to you in this club and just the city? Well, first off, Avery, thanks uh, for having me this morning. Nice to meet you. And, you know, sports is, um, as an entity, brings people together. And one of the things that's really important uh, for our community is how do we keep young people here in the state? How do we uh, build uh, an entertainment, a social, uh, an economy, um, ecosystem, if you will, that want, that that young people want to move to our state uh, and consider Omaha when they're thinking about Phoenix or Denver or Oklahoma City or Kansas City, Minneapolis, Chicago, Des Moines, go down the list, you know, that we hear quite often when we are trying to attract talent for both our um, um, Union Omaha Club and Omaha Storm Chasers, when I say talent, front office talent, not, not on field. And uh, I, I think we think, or we know, this would be an amazing investment toward that. Um, 100 million is a is is a large project, but that's just the facility. That wouldn't be the larger development that we would be talking about. So, you know, we think it's an investment, an investment not only in soccer, from a men's perspective, Union Omaha. We would also add a women's program uh, through the uh, United Soccer League, and then we would start a youth academy, uh, which would help keep. Uh, talent here, you know, Ozzy Cisneros is probably one of the more famous recent ones that he, at 12 years old, he went to Kansas City to train, and now he's on the first team of Sporting KC. Well, there's no reason we can't have a program to where Ozzy would not have had to make that move, and we could have developed him, and his family could have could have been together and stayed here. And I know those are the exceptions to the rules, but there is top soccer talent in the state, and we should develop it and keep it here. And then lastly, and, and I know we were talking off air a little bit about this, 
what Werner Park has become last year, 301 special events, 21, 308 special events, and even during COVID 2020, north of 180 special events. That's outside of Storm Chasers Baseball and Union Omaha Soccer. We, we know uh, from a community perspective that that eastern and the northeastern uh, part of the metro area doesn't have an outside venue, doesn't have a venue the size of 5,000 to 10,000 um, where it's really feasible for nonprofits and organizations and companies for that matter to do special events, to do walks, to do beer tastings, wine tastings, um, community rallies, uh, health fairs. I mean, if this would have been uh, a reality during COVID, you know, we could have been a vaccination spot. We could be a polling center. I mean, there's so many things that the facility could be used for. And um, I don't know, it, if you can't tell, it, we're really excited about it. And uh, it, uh, there's a lot of work left to be done. Uh, we're, we're, I would say we're not close, uh, but um, we are close on a number of the key, uh, key items that we have to do to make sure that we line them up and then the dominoes will fall the right way. Right. And I have lots of questions about basically everything you just touched on. But in terms of the location and the article that Omaha World Herald released this week, there's not a location necessarily yet, but something in Midtown to North Downtown, you guys had mentioned. Why those locations and why do you think those locations will cultivate the culture you want to see in the city and also this club? Uh, We hired Convention Sports Leisure, CSL. Uh, They're a leader in the entertainment and sports space regarding feasibility studies and what you know, what size should a community build a facility to be, whether it's indoor or outdoor, and then sport by sport. And they told us back in 21 when we hired them in spring and then the report wrapped in, in the fall, they told us that this community could hold a facility up to 10,000 capacity. Uh, we haven't zeroed in on the fixed seat number. Everybody wants to know that. It could be 5,500, it could be 6,500, 7,500. So you're talking about a size roughly, a facility roughly the size of Warner Park but configured specifically for soccer with the sight lines and, and design. Uh, also, it would, it would probably be designed more horseshoe-like uh, to where one end of it uh, would be much easier to put a, a, a large concert stage uh, for festivals and, and, and national touring acts and, and events of the like. Um, so the design is to come, but what the CSL report did tell us was we needed to be looking over three counties, Pottawatomie, Douglas Sarpy. And then specifically, it really drilled down when you look at long term, you look at 15 to 35 year olds, you look at future growth, you look at uh, the demo of a soccer fan, multicultural, uh, you know, younger generations that north of Q uh, and then east of 72nd was really the section, if you will, uh, geographic section of the metro area. Uh, where we needed to be looking. So when you ask the question, you know, why Midtown to downtown or the northern downtown area, that's why. And we looked at 20, uh, as of two days ago now, another location we looked at, uh, we looked at 27, considered 27 locations, and we have that boiled down to to, to a small handful. And, uh, you know, the, the northern part of the area is, is really where we're zeroed in on. But nothing is final, nothing is imminent, uh, and it is still still a little bit fluid. Right. Well, also, in terms of this project being started, you said that was June of 2021. What originally sparked this idea and what's kind of finally set it into motion? I'm going to go back a number of years. Uh, Gary Green and his ownership group came in in 2012 uh, and bought the Omaha Storm Chasers. I came to town in fall of 2006. Obviously, Warner Park opened in 2011. Um, 
uh, one of my jobs I was tasked with was finding a location for AAA baseball that wasn't the Omaha Metro. That was back in 08. And I'm being sarcastic when I say I screwed up and we kept uh, AAA baseball, professional baseball in the Metro and Warner Park became our home. So when Gary bought the club in 12, baseball club, and then in 14, 15, we actually were approached by the NBA. Uh, we were the NBA was told that we are the professional sports operators in town. So they approached us and we were looking at both um, um, Ralston Arena as well as the soon to be opened Baxter Arena uh, about uh, the possibility of us having a G League team there. Uh, as my dog gets in the screen. Sorry about that. Having G League team there. And you know, we went through that process, Avery, and and during that process and during our, our doing our fiduciary um, our work, um, the NBA changed course and they wanted their NBA ownership to own their, in essence, minor league NBA clubs. And that just wasn't something that was of interest to us. If we're going to operate it in this market, we don't need XYZ NBA team telling us what community events we can and can't participate in and, you know, how we can sell tickets and price tickets. You know, we, we need to operate uh, the way we, we know the market to be. So that's when soccer, uh, the conversations with soccer started. And the uh, NASL was the first uh, soccer group. Um, that uh, Gary Green looked at, and they ended up uh, not being a viable option. They're not a league anymore. And then the USL came came to play. And that was the USL conversation started in 17, 18, and then we announced that in May of 19. And I, I tell that long story because it is soccer now, but, you know, we've really done a lot of due diligence along the way to see, you know, what would be the right pro sport to add uh, to the Omaha Storm Chasers in the marketplace. And um, it's been a long road. We didn't know, nor did anyone else, in in May of 19 that in 2020 COVID would be coming. So it's been quite a it's been a quite a challenging journey, if you will, from an economics perspective and 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 just dollars and cents, you know, having reduced capacity, you don't get back your first year uh, of opening a movie theater or in our case, opening, you know, a new soccer franchise. So that, that has been quite daunting and we're still playing catch up on that end. But the one thing that was always constant, we knew that long-term and we didn't know if it was three years, five years, 10 years, but we knew at some point in time uh, that we would be, um, come on, Tilly, stop. We, we, would, we, we knew it, at some point in time we would be focused on a soccer-specific facility because it was always more than just Union Omaha. It was also the other three pillars. And because we're, we're date-restricted at Warner Park, meaning we can't even fill out an entire 2023 Union Omaha schedule, our first two games of our 16 are going to be played at UNO. And UNO's great partners, and they're welcoming. But we need to be in our home venue and and due to scheduling conflicts, March 26th and April 15th to start the season will actually be off site. So you can imagine trying to even think about women's game dates, youth academy, other soccer special events. We're just we're, we're just limited by. The, and that's because of the great work uh, on the on the Omaha Storm Chasers special event side of things. Right. So since being here since 06, 07, although for the Storm Chasers, then you acquire Union Omaha in 2018, how have you seen the professional climate grow? And also, I would say just how Union Omaha has sparked growth amongst the Omaha community in sports. Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I, I think um, 
you know, baseballs has has had its place here. Um, you know, Rosenblatt, for example, was built for pro baseball and had pro baseball not wanted to come to the metro area at that time, the Omaha Cardinals, we wouldn't have we would have never attracted the College World Series. So it's kind of chicken and egg there. And and so we, we, we take our place as as triple A baseball or professional baseball very serious. You know, the first triple the first professional baseball team dates back to the eighteen hundreds and you know, we even had a Negro Leagues team from 1947 to 1952, the Omaha Rockets, which this July we're actually going to honor uh, and have a Negro Leagues tribute night and honor right. the Rockets uh, during the middle of the season. And, you know, we can talk about that later. But, you know, so it has a storied history, but it's primarily been baseball. And from a soccer perspective, it is – I've been doing baseball since 96, pro baseball since 99. It's – Soccer has taught me some new tricks, and it, it has educated me that uh, it is the world's game. Uh, there are a lot of other sports fans, and whether you want to say soccer, you want to say esports, you want to say rugby, non-traditional sports, uh, but soccer is becoming traditional. Uh, you know, the World Cup will be here in 26. Um, um, in December of 21, soccer surpassed ice hockey as the fourth most popular sport in North America. Uh, and it is the fastest growing sport in, in America right now. And in Nebraska, about three years ago, the youth that are playing soccer surpassed baseball. It's the, it's the largest number of youth participation in the state of Nebraska. So I throw out all those metrics. It goes hand in hand with what we're trying to do and, and what we're doing now and what we're trying to do in the future. Right. And acquiring the team in 2019, USL one starts in 2017. You guys see success very rapidly in 2020 finalists and then champions last season. Why do you think Omaha is a place that fosters that success? And why is Omaha a place that needs more of a professional climate that we don't have? Yeah, right well, now? well, and, and, and maybe I didn't fully answer your question before, you know, o Omaha and Nebraska, I'll say Nebraska whole is definitely an amateur sports state. It is. Right. Uh, there is a place for professional sports, but most professional sports have, have come and gone. But the sports that have come and gone have primarily been in leagues that were in their infancy. They were one-year-old, they were two years old, three years old. And, you know, I've had a number of conversations about the American football that's been here. The USL has been around since the early to mid-90s. So this isn't a fly-by-night league. Uh, it's been around a while. Uh, they have the championship level, which is the level above us. League one, which you mentioned we're in. League two has been around uh, as long or longer than any of them. That is basically college summer soccer. And then they added the W League uh, to, uh, well, this year, uh, well, just last year in 22, they kicked off the W League, which is an amateur women's league. And then they'll be starting the Super League, uh, which will be a Division One women's pro league. And that will start in 24. So a lot of exciting things going on. And I say all that because uh, we're very confident in the USL uh, from a league perspective because it it almost doesn't matter how successful you can be in, in Omaha. The Nighthawks proved that. If you go back to 2010, 2011, the league had four teams, six teams, and was a startup that was brand new. So no matter how successful the Nighthawks were going to be, it didn't matter if they didn't have league mates to be playing. And that's the opposite with soccer. We're the new kids on the block. The league has been around quite a while. Right. Something you said in the article earlier this week obviously caught my attention because I'm a Kansas City kid, grew up in the youth soccer academy system, ECNL, the whole ranks. And I did see a lot of Omaha kids come down to Kansas City for weekly practices or to be a part of Kansas City leagues on the weekend to play one or two games. You say, you know, a youth facility 
and a youth program is so important to keep Nebraska talent here. What are the goals for that youth program as a new stadium hopefully arrives here in Omaha soon? Well, you know, it would be just that. I mean, there's not too much beyond, you know, we want to provide elite training for youth and to keep them here. And what that looks like from from a, a, a young men or young women's perspective and what age we start that at, it's a little premature. We've had some initial conversations with our just recently announced uh, head coach, Dominic Casciato. But I would say we're probably at least a year, if not a year and a half away from from jumping a little further into that. Some of that has to do with the new facility, uh, but also a lot of that has to do right now is we don't have an existing facility other than you know working with uh, any of our partners where our team, the Union Omaha Club, does train. So it's a it's a little premature for that, but I would say definitely you know we, we want it at least from that middle school high school level. Uh, that way we can participate in some of the USL Youth Academy tournaments uh, and 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 obviously you know train train those top players. And then as an Omaha women's soccer alum, I'm also very excited to see that there's a women's goal, obviously, and the aspects of the expansion, including not just the men's side, but a woman's team. Is this something that is in the works or is it just a hopeful expectation when the stadium comes around? No, we've 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 looked at the numbers. Uh, we're looking at both leagues. Uh, you know, the W League has one year of history. The Super League has no years of history because they haven't started. But, you know, we're looking at... Uh, schedules and calendars, how that would fall into um, the facility usage as well as the climate uh, here in the Metro. Uh, the Super League is, is a fall spring league uh, taking a break uh, in the winter and the W League is a late spring, early uh, summer league. Uh, and, you know, with 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 soccer being uh, UNO, uh, Creighton, uh, Nebraska, all three programs ha- have women's programs as well as, you know, some of the other smaller uh, level universities and colleges in the state. And the W League is is appealing when I just told you a few minutes ago, this is an amateur driven state. But on, at the same time, you know, Division One soccer on the Super League, uh, is that something we're considering? Because that would in essence be major league uh, profession, professional uh, at that level, uh, which would be the same level as NWSL. You know, we, we would not be doing ourselves a service or the community service if we didn't, you know, do our due diligence on that. And so we're looking, Avery, uh, on, at both tracks. Uh, they both have pros. They both have cons. And um, so we'll, we'll continue to do that as we as we build out uh, our, our, our project. Right. And that does lead me to the next question, because you look at the collegiate level of soccer we have in the state and the facilities that we do have and how valued the sport is at a collegiate level emphasizing that women's team, you know, the success that, you know, has had late recently, you guys use Coniglia's field, Morrison, what that brings in not only for Creighton, but state tournaments and then Nebraska having a really nice grass field. There's a lot of respect. And I would just say, you know, appreciation for collegiate soccer in the state. And you guys do a really great job at Union Omaha capitalizing on keeping that Omaha talent here, especially college grads on the rosters you guys have right now. I envision a women's team that also you guys would hopefully want to maybe do the same thing where there's not many avenues right now for women's soccer players to continue to play the sport they love, even if they aren't at a NWSL caliber, how important is making sure the state at a collegiate level can be represented at a professional level in Omaha? I, I, I would say we would look, we would look to do the same. I mean, just like Yoscar Galvan, you know, was one of our first you know signings. And I think he was our first Nebraska high school signing to, you know, our first team uh, union Omaha club. So, you know, right there, even though that's on the men's side, 
that shows, you know, what our what our commitment would be to the women's side, whether it is the Super League or it is the W League. For those unfamiliar, creating a and acquiring a new program, whether it be the women's team or just the men's team, what do those steps look like? So people understand what that means to bring a team to a city to offer them not only just another aspect of wanting to live there, but the effort and all the steps that go into bringing a team to a city. It's a great question. You know, as I said earlier, it was basically a four-year, five-year process to get from, even though it was basketball, but that's when we started looking at it, doing due diligence before we announced it. And then we, and then we didn't even play till 2020, uh, but it's a startup business. It's a startup business, uh, you know, and not only, uh, you know, are you, uh, do you need capital to start that business? You know, from a front office perspective, desks, computers, pens, pencils, whatever. Uh, but you have to create a brand. You have to create an image. And, you know, w- the work we did with Matthew Wolf on the Union Omaha side, uh, you know, it was called the best crest in North American soccer last year with our U.S. Open Cup run. I don't know that it is or isn't, um, but I absolutely use that in when I'm talking uh, to the media and, and yeah, when absolutely. I'm talking to civic civic groups and you know, and it was great, you know, being able to to have our, our, our crest shown internationally when we made, you know, the quarterfinals of the Open Cup run last year. But, you know, the bigger piece of that is, you know, there's a there's an expansion fee. There's an expansion fee, you know, investment that any club owner makes. And uh, we did that with the men's club and we would have to do that, all, obviously, also with the women's side. So Gary Green and our, our ownership group have uh, you know been extremely supportive and and uh, and will continue to be as well. Well, the last thing I have for you here is just, you know, this is a project that needs local and statewide support. And if you could give a message to, you know, the citizens of Omaha or maybe just Nebraska, why this project would be so good for the city, the professional climate, and how important this project in the stadium will be for youth sports and just what the city provides for, like you said, the next generation of kids trying to stay in Omaha and not moving to bigger cities? Yeah, you know, it's it first off, it's not a Union Omaha Stadium. Union Omaha would be the lead tenant, but it it's it's it will be a community facility, much like Warner Park has become a community facility. And it's an investment. You know, this isn't, you know, LB six two one uh is a grant request from the Department of Economic Development. It's not new tax dollars. There are already dollars that are in the state. Uh, financials. Um, we're not asking for new ones. We're asking for ones that are existing, and it's a grant. So we would have to raise, uh, you know, a percentage of of whatever we would get. And then the other bill that is yet uh, I haven't testified yet on a six two two, that legislative measure would simply add us uh, to the stadium and arena financing that was ena- first enacted to be able to build CHI Health Arena. And I think if everybody would go back and to two thousand and three when the arena opened. And you think of, you know, all the concerts, you think of all the events, you think how the height of Creighton basketball, you think of everything that's happened there. And then obviously Schwab Field, you know, if you envision that and envision different type events, more local, more regional, more community based, uh, that kind of gives you an idea from a, from a from a business model perspective. But what it can mean for the community is 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 something uh, that the community can be proud of, something different. A facility, as I said earlier, that size we don't have that here in the metro area, and uh, and it is it is speaking to the larger issue of do we have do we have the right tools to recruit talent or to keep talent here in the state when you're talking about fifteen to thirty five year olds. 
And what can what and what can people do? You know, they can reach out to their legislators. I mean, that, I think it's important. You know, both bills are still in committee. Uh, if they don't make it out of committee and get to the to the uh, House floor, you know, there's there's not an opportunity. And you know, we're not DOA. Uh, if if these don't happen, we have a number of financial um, mechanisms in our model uh, that we're working on, uh, both you know, private dollars as well as our continued conversations with the city of Omaha. But we felt uh, these two bills were the right ones to start off on uh, because one is asking for dollars that the state's already put in. Uh, the, the residents of the state have already put in, and those the, those dollars are going to be spent somewhere. So why not create an investment? And then number two, uh, it will just be amending uh, the existing legislation to allow us to be able to take advantage of creating a district for a new stadium. Well, wonderful. I'm so excited we got to talk about this. I'm personally so excited for the project, and I'm sure a lot of people are just as excited and can't wait to see what the future holds. So thank you for just pouring into you know local sports and continue to do what you do. Well, I, I appreciate that and everything you guys do uh, 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 with her dad and Helvarsity. You know, you guys are, are, are great supporters of sports at all levels, uh, professional, college, amateur. And uh, it's, it's exciting to be partnered with you guys. So anytime you have questions, I'm, I'm, I'm on. You just let me know when. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks so much, Avery. A Herd at Sports Network production.